All right, and what we need to know today is a compelling new biography which explores the trials and triumphs, mistakes and missteps of uh, entrepreneurs' quest to furnish life's best moments. So on the hotline, we've got Bue White, and we're going to learn more about the Bue White story. And how are we doing today there, Bue? We're doing good? Super, super. Thank you for asking. How about you? I'm doing great. So, listen, I hope one day that they write a, you know, somebody writes a book about me. <laughs> well, you, if you pay them enough, they'll do it, I promise you. <laughs> so, so you know, you've gone through, um, when you were in the fifth grade and the teacher said, uh, what do you want to be? And the kids were raising their hands. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a teacher. Would you raise your hand and say, I want to be an entrepreneur? How would this all come about in I your probably, mind here? I probably would have said, I, I want to be a millionaire. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of got out of college, and I, so that was my goal. And yeah. I was like, okay, by so, 40, I want to be a millionaire. So, you know, that. Uh, I, anyway, I, I ended up having a negative $230,000 net worth at 33 or 4, somewhere in there. I was like, wow. okay, well, I'm not going to be a millionaire at 40. But I did. I was able to achieve that, but it's on. It was on paper, and I was like, "Well, that was a dumb thing." You know? <laughs> so what would I do? So you took out a, you took out a bunch of loans when you were young. There, you you tried to start up some businesses. Uh, uh, they, some of them, I guess, didn't work out. But then you started. Uh, what changed all of a sudden? What changed in your mind that all of a sudden you started finding this success here? Well, I really, I really had to um, stop doing a lot of stuff. You know, I, I was uh, I was a sales rep, and I said, "I got to get off the road." I'm, traveling 50,000 miles a year. I started start companies. So I started like eight different companies under the guise of the company of my corporation, which was just a corporation at the time. And then I was selling outdoor furniture. And so I, I invented some new, it really wasn't new outdoor furniture, but painted wooden furniture, which is what I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. And I called it Summer Classics and it became incredibly successful. So much so that the receptionist came in my office one day and said, Hey, I answer the phone, Vista Corporation, but every time I do, they say, is this Summer Classics? I said, okay, when you go back to your desk, answer the phone, Summer Classics. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to work totally on this and get out of all these other businesses. And it made sense because that's, that's what I knew, you know, I knew outdoor furniture. So mm-hmm. I kind of uh, really have, really because of the designs and the product quality that we've done, we've kind of changed the whole way people think about outdoor furniture. So. So, so you started this out of a necessity because you were looking around, you went to all the stores, you weren't finding what you liked, and all of a sudden it clicked in your, your head, hey, you know what, well, let me figure out what I want. You, would you design it? And, and how this all? Yeah, I yeah. designed it, exactly. I designed it and uh, had it made, and then I was painting it in, our, in a warehouse that I owned. And uh, I mean, it just took off, and I was like, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta keep coming up with new ideas to keep this going." And so, I'm mm-hmm. constantly working on new product. And then when um, when NAFTA came in, it was originally with Chile, not with uh, Mexico and Canada, which most people think of NAFTA as Canada and Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I went down to Chile and started working with them and making product down there, and that became a huge increase in volume for us. And then I moved from Chile to Mexico and then Mexico to China, and then started doing a lot of product in the United States. And so it's just it's doubled every three and a half years since I've owned it. And so yeah. it's 
is a whirlwind of making lots of mistakes. Mm -hmm. I say I have an MBA in mistakes. I just constantly (laughs) made mistakes. (laughs) When did did it start? When did you start Summer Classic? Started in 1987. Okay, so it's it's been around for a while here. Yeah, quite some time. Yes. Yeah. So somebody's driving right now. They're on the Jersey Turnpike. They're 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 a sales rep like you. They're driving the Turnpike. They're on the Garden State Parkway. They're thinking, wait, I want to do something like this. So what what's the best advice you can give somebody who's driving right now? They're a sales rep and. They need to maybe make a change, or anybody out there that wants to make a change, well, right? Yeah. You know, there's there's six traits of an entrepreneur, and if you don't have all six of them, don't even try. All right, let me see how many I got. I'll go down okay, the list go. with you. <laughs> okay, go down the list with me. Okay. Okay. So the big one, the big one, and this is the one I would tell them, is are you a risk taker? Yes. You know, are you willing to put up your house every year until you make it you uh, know, and, or not? <laughs> are you willing to risk your <laughs> Your, your whatever your equity in your house is every year. That's well, well, let me ask you a question here because you know I'm married, so she owns half the house. So were you married at the time you did all yes, this? Yes, and she owned the house. Oh, she, she owned half the house. <laughs> she owned half the house. And, I, and guess what? I didn't well. tell her until later. You know when this, when I was in the clear. Yeah. But you're right. That was a scary. You know, like wonderful boy, my wife finds out I'm doing this. She's gonna kill me. <laughs> Yeah. All right. The other one is visionary. It's visionary. It's being able to see the future, see something that somebody else doesn't see. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amazon's a perfect example of that. Tesla's a great example of that, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Microsoft. So there's some big, big examples of that. Passionate, being you know passionate about about the product or the business, and then people have to feel that in you. And then you have to be a problem solver. The ability to solve problems is critical. Driven, being you know totally driven, so driven you can't sleep at night. Kind of driven. Mm-hmm. You're so focused on what you're trying to do, right. and then responsible. That kind of goes without saying. You're going to pay your bills. You're going to be responsible. You're going to talk to your vendors. You know, mm-hmm. and people are going to feel that you're a responsible person. And, and your employees need to hear that too. It's funny. You were Elon Musk before uh, Elon Musk was even uh, around in '87, yeah. because he said the same thing. He said that. You know, you're gonna work for me. Uh, you're gonna work hard, but you're not gonna work as hard as I do every day. And 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 basically, even when you think about Bill Gates, he said he locked himself in a hotel room in some room with his uh, partners until they came up with the uh, you know working system of Windows. So yeah, yep. It's a, it's it's a lot of hard work, and and there's the the risk taking. You know, I had several times, certainly in 2008. You know. I had borrowed $20 million from uh, Royal Bank of Scotland, and uh, they were squeezing me because we're in the Great Recession. And I was like, they took $2.5 million out of my bank account one day. I was like, wow, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And I went to my vendors and got them to extend my payables out six months. Mm-hmm. And they backed me, basically. And so mm-hmm. I, I was able to get through that difficult time. And there's just events like that through the book that would be very helpful for somebody that would was interested, and then I think having support group. I had a support group, particularly my wife mm-hmm. was very supportive and constantly saying, "You can do this. I believe in you," even when you don't believe in yourself. You know, so having those kind of relationships with people is critical. With my vendors, you know, that agreed to not, for me not to pay them for mm-hmm. six months, so I could, you know, build the business back up. Well, I, I give a lot of credit to your wife there because a lot of wives sometimes. 
They may say, "What are you? What are you doing? Just, just go get a yeah, nine to crazy. five. Get a nine to five. Yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought she would say. I was like, man, I can make ten times as much just working. Yeah, I guess a regular job or go, selling. Well, go become a cop. You get a pension, guy. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, that's the whole thing. And and sometimes. People just fall into that security type of life where they just, yes. you work, you make a certain amount of money, do you, you know, you can pay your bills, you can eat, but you don't reach the level of success that uh, you have. And uh, I would imagine once you get there, once you're at the top of the mountain, you look down and you say, wow, look at this. I actually pulled this off. How does that feel? I, I, there's something that's the tipping point. I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've just recently, within the last five or six years, achieved that, and it's incredible. It's an incredible to know that you don't owe the bank anything, that you have this incredible cash flow, and the business is kind of working on its own, and you can have staff around you. You have enough money to pay, uh, you know, decent staff that's mm-hmm. that can make intelligent decisions without you being there. And so it's it's, it's you can't imagine what is the difference in that, and then the bootstraps from the beginning. It's yeah. totally different. And then you can. You know, there's this. Uh, yeah. There's a. There's a. There's an interview with people that they had to be over 90 years old. Mm-hmm. And they and they're interviewing them about their regrets in life. Mm-hmm. And the the big one, the big one is, I didn't take enough risk. Right. I regret that I didn't take enough risk. Yeah. And you know, people think back. I wanted to have my own business. I want. I thought I was going to do this. I just. I didn't take enough risk, and I was like, boy, I don't have that problem. I take too many risks. (laughs) So, and you know what the best part is here, uh, Bew, is that um, you can give money to charity. You can help people out when you have that. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be the best feeling, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm more giving away a million dollars a year, and I'm like, in fact, I told my son, Mm -hmm. I said, if we can make this really work, we can do a lot of good. Yes. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, mm-hmm. we can give money to people that that need it or are in need, or we give it to hospitals, or we can, yeah. you know, we've kind of picked some, mostly we've picked uh, Christian foundations. Yeah. But we also do a lot for United Way and mm-hmm. Children's Hospital, and it's, it's amazing, you know, how, for me, that makes me feel really good to be able to give the money away. Yeah, that, that's got to be the greatest feeling of all us helping others, uh, you know, we need especially sick people because, uh, gee, if we can cure cancer, something like that, that would be uh, awesome. But as so, uh, listen, you're an intriguing person to talk to. I can talk to you the whole day here, but I do know you have uh, other yeah. things to do in life. You're a busy guy. <laughs> you're a busy guy. <laughs> you're a busy guy here. Play some music. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the music. Uh, but uh, the whole thing here is that... Um, so if someone listening right now, they, they just want to change. You want to maybe do something extraordinary in life. Uh, this is probably the book to pick up and uh, read. And like I said, just speaking with you, you're very interesting. I'm sure the book is very interesting. And the book is called A Summer Classic, right? The Bew White Story. Yes. Yeah. You know, I wanted to call it It's a Wonderful Life. And mm-hmm. I researched it because it's very similar to the Jimmy Stewart movie. Yeah. And I researched it and I said, okay, well, nobody's got it. And I went to my trademark guy and I was like, you can't have that. I was like, well, why? There's no book. I don't know if there's a movie. And you still can't get it. There's no way we can get that. I was like, so, okay, what, well. so would you sit down with uh, with an author and uh, 
or a writer, and 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 uh, they the, the writer just put it in the. Uh, how did this all work? How did how did you come about doing the book? Well, just, I, I started writing it myself, and I read what I wrote, and I went, <laughs> no, "I'm not very good at this." So I started interviewing writers, and I had to pay them to write a chapter for me. Yeah, and I finally found somebody that actually had just gotten out of seminary, and his father was a great writer, and I knew his father. I read read all his books, and he said I'll work with him on it. So it turned out great. Yeah, certainly did. I'm just reading uh, the reviews here, and, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up the book because I like reading uh, biographies of uh, you know successful people like yourself. And you know, you never know. You pick stuff up here, and, and, and you, like I said, if you don't try, you don't know. Somebody had to ask uh, Elon Musk, uh, "Did you think Tesla was going to make it?" He goes, uh, "No." <laughs> so they said, "Why?" They said, "Why'd you?" He said, "Why'd you?" They said, "Why'd you do it?" SpaceX man throwing a hundred million into SpaceX, and then. There's a, there's a great Netflix uh, special yeah. on SpaceX. I was, I was like, boy, I thought I was a risk taker. This guy's plopping $100 million down, and it doesn't work. And he says, let's just keep going. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, this, this is a guy that, that sleeps in the factory to make sure that the, the, the Tesla cars get out on time. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so, so there's a type of uh, mold here. There's a type of personality. and. Uh, for somebody out there that wants to take risks, that doesn't mind hard work and, and doing what needs to get done here, this would be a, the perfect book for them to read. Where can they get it? Where can they, where can they pick up? You can up? get it on Amazon or buwhite.com, B-E-W-W-H-I-T-E.com. And there's a great Audible version. My roommate in college was a actor, producer, director, and he reads it. And he's really good. He's crying in certain sections. Mm-hmm. I call him and said, like that. I'm listening to you, and you're like crying. Are you acting, or is that real? And he's like, well, where was it? Where was that? I was like, okay, you're acting. You don't even know where you were crying. But anyway, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said, I got great reviews here, and I encourage anybody out there listening, driving around right now to uh, to pick it up. You White, you are an intriguing man. I know I kept you longer than I was supposed to, so don't have your publicist yell at me. But uh, you're very, uh, like I said, you're very interesting, very compelling, and I uh, encourage people to learn more about your story and how maybe they can reach the pinnacle of yeah. success that you have done in life. And That's the idea, to help people. No, we, we appreciate Thanks, it. Tom. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot for joining us. Appreciate it.